0: Recording? Alhamdulillah. So, continuing, Bismillah. Another example is Iblis. Iblis, do you think Iblis doesn't know that Allah Ta'ala is one? Do you think, you think Iblis has any doubt whatsoever about who Allah Ta'ala is? He knows intellectually, he knows as a fact who Allah Ta'ala is. In fact, he says, uh, 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 He says, By your might. By your might, O oh Allah, I know you're the one who's in charge. I know you have full power. And by your might, I'm going to send them all astray. For sure, without a doubt, I'm going to try to put them all astray. This is Ibn. So, so clearly, if you say that iman is to just believe in one God, Shaytan believes in one God. You think, you think Shaytan ever makes dua you know, through somebody else or to somebody else? No, he, he asks Allah, give me time. You know, give me time uh, until يبعثون, until the judgment day. Give me time to send these people astray. Give me longer life so that I can keep working and doing evil. So the fact that he's asking Allah Ta'ala means what? He knows that Allah Ta'ala controls everything. He's making dua to Allah. So this clearly shows, and there's other ayat for example. Allah says what? Rather, he brought them the truth, but most of them to the truth are karihun. They hate it. Most people hate the truth. Does this mean they don't understand the truth? No, it means they get it. They understand it. It means they hate it, right? That's, that's, that's really an important concept. You can say, no, I know intellectually for a fact it has been proven to me that Allah is one, that the Prophet must have been a messenger. These things make sense to me. I just can't stand it that I'm stuck on this earth and that I'm going through a test. I can't stand the fact that God hasn't made me super rich and super live forever and the fact that I get old and the fact that, I don't know, I, I have certain problems or this or that. This happens. This happens all the time. There are people who say, why should I pray? Why should I pray? God didn't make me... I didn't, I didn't pass the test. You know, I, got, I went through a divorce. My car broke down. These different things. And now what? You're telling me to stand up and pray? Why should I do that? So you can see clearly from these people that th- when you say to them you should pray, they're not saying, well, I don't know if I should pray because I'm not sure if I believe and I don't know if, if, uh, if there's anybody listening. I don't believe in a God. No, this is not the case. They're saying... I'm mad. I acknowledge everything that you're saying is true. I acknowledge that the Prophet ﷺ taught us how to pray. I acknowledge, I, I acknowledge that Allah commanded us to pray. But I hate it. I'm upset with it. This is a very, very important concept. We have to ask ourselves, then, therefore, the big question is, what is our definition of Iman? It's not just a belief or faith. So Iman is better understood as knowing, you know the truth that Allah is one, that the Prophet is a messenger, etc. It's knowing, but in addition to that, it's affirmation on the tongue. It is acceptance in your heart. It's not just knowing it, but accepting it and being and submitting to it. You have, you have to submit to this fact, you know. You also have to have desire and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You could accept the truth that God is one and hate it and have hatred for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But no, in addition, iman is to have love and desire for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this love and this desire has to be, uh, 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 you can say, balanced with hope and fear. This is correct iman. And you have to act in accordance with it as well. You can't just say, I believe in it. Just being convinced intellectually uh, 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 makes a person convert. Like for example, if somebody says, listen, Islam makes sense just based on the facts. Just based on the facts, it seems that there is one God, it seems that God, it seems that God does send messengers, and it does seem that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi is a messenger of Allah. So I accept that intellectually, and I embrace Islam, now therefore I am a Muslim. But, when you increase in knowledge, and you study the seerah and the life of the Prophet you memorize and learn Qur'an, when you pray your prayers, when you fast, and when you give charity, and so on and so forth, this increasing in submission to it, acceptance of it, love of it, this does what? This continuously increases your, uh, your uh, acceptance, your love of Allah Ta'ala, your submission to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, and this is why Iman increases. And this answers a big question. Why is it Islam and then Iman? Right? Because most of us would think, well, first you have to believe in it, and then you convert, right? So most of us would think, well, shouldn't the order be not Islam, Iman, Ihsan? It should be first I believe in it, then I submit to it, right? And then Ihsan, we'll deal with that one later, inshallah. But this answers a very deep question. If it was just a belief, and then you say, okay, fine, I'll act on that belief, then it would have been iman first, and then Islam second. But the fact that just intellectually you can understand it, and say, yes, this makes sense. And you know what? I'm going to say the shahada. I'm going to declare that this makes sense to me, intellectually. And so you embrace Islam. And then you start to do these practices. And then slowly but surely, these different practices sink into your heart. And these actions make you increase in acceptance of Allah and love for Allah, and, and uh, uh, you know, raghbah, uh, 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 like, like desire for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of this implies that that's why there's Islam first, and then iman second, because it's something that has to grow, and it's very much attached to your acceptance and love of it, and your actions as well. Hence why Allah ta'ala says in Surah Hajarat, Ayah number 14, "Qāl الْأَعْرَابُ amanna The Bedouins would say, these early converts who were Bedouins, they would convert to Islam and say, what? We have believed. آمَنَّا Qul. Allah Ta'ala says, O oh Muhammad Sallallahu telling the, telling the messenger Sallallahu what? Say to them, لم تؤمنوا ولكن You have not yet believed. You have not, no, you ha, you're, you're, not, you're not a mu'min yet. You have not yet believed. But rather say أسلمنا, we have submitted, we have embraced Islam. Fi and, Iman has not yet entered into your hearts. In other words, you've accepted intellectually, but the faith of it, and, and loving it, and being firm upon it, That is something that's going to slowly grow within your hearts. Yes, there are many different ayats that prove the fact that Iman can increase and decrease. Again, if it was just an intellectual fact, then it would just stay at a a neutral spot. Like 2 plus 2 equals 4, I'm convinced of that, and then it would just stay flat. But the fact that Allah Ta'ala describes iman as going up and down implies and shows us and proves to us that it's very much attached to our actions and very much attached to our desire. Because you have to want to worship Allah. Sometimes, you know, you could pray unwillingly. Oh, it's, it's time for salah Okay, Allah, but you just don't want to. Other times you pray and your heart is fully in it. So one iman is high, the other one iman is low. In both cases, you believed in Allah. So what's the difference, right? So it's an acceptance, it's a love. And so on and so forth. So Allah says what? It's so amazing to me that there are people that could say that Iman doesn't increase or decrease. And then Allah says this, which is so clear Allah says, the believers are only those, the Mu'minun, the believers are those who, when Allah is mentioned, their hearts become fearful. And when His verses are recited to them, it increases them in faith. How how could you say faith doesn't go up and down when Allah is saying that the ayat make the believers go increase in faith? Clearly, it goes up and down. Allah says also Subhanallah. Allah says, It is He, Allah Ta'ala, who sent down tranquility into the hearts of the believers that they would increase in faith along with the faith that they already had. In other words, they already had a certain amount of Iman, but Allah sent them Sakina to increase. The iman on top of more iman, to, 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 to pile it on, to, to increase it. There are many different examples of this, the Prophet ﷺ says "La None of you truly believes until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Now how much can I love for my brother what I love for myself, right? I might love for him uh, something small. I might say, you know, I like this thing so I'll give you a little bit of it. But no, I really like this thing so I'm going to give you a lot of it. Clearly there's a difference right so this goes to show that iman can go up or down we know that the famous hadith i'm just going to summarize it very quickly about abu bakr and hamdalah hamdalah uh, anhumah said you know nafaqa like I, w- I became a hypocrite and then abu bakr said what's wrong why are you saying you're a hypocrite he said because when i'm with the prophet sallam it's like i feel like there's jannah and jahannam right in front of me i feel like you know my iman is so high and i you know i just have this strong faith and then i go back to my family and then i decrease and i get weaker and then Abu Bakr says, that's, that's, that's how you are? I'm like that too. <laughs> oh my God, maybe I'm a hypocrite too. You know? So they went to the Prophet and asked, and said, Ya Rasulullah, this is our state. And he said, this is, uh, uh, this is natural, this is normal. I'm, of course, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, I'm just going quickly. That the Prophet reassured them that this is the natural state of a believer. If you were always to be in the highest state of Iman, then even the angels would come down and shake your hand. You can't do it, it's not possible. Because you'd be an angel, basically. And he's, he's basically explaining that, look, you're a human being, you're going to... Al-Iman, Yazid that Iman goes up and down based on where you are, based on your practice, based on how much presence of mind you have in Allah Taala, and so forth. Um, where is belief? Where is it held? Iman is where. Where would you Where would you give it a location? In the hearts. That's right. Allah Taala says, "Ya Ayyuha Rasul, لا يحزنك yusari'una يسارعون في الكفر من الذين قالوا آمنا afwahihim وَلَمْ تُؤْمِنْ قُلُوبُهُمْ That, O oh messenger, let not, uh, don't, don't let the people grieve you. Those who, uh, they hasten to disbelief. They, they quickly jump into kufr. Uh, 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 of those people who have said, we believe. They have said, we believe, but then they're jumping back into kufr. But the reality is what? They said, we believe with their mouths, but their hearts did not believe. So the mekan, the, the if you will, the, the station of iman, is being described not with the mouth, but with the heart. So this is, now again, why is Islam before Iman? Because Islam is intellectually accepting and living by, uh, uh, by it for ritual worship, but Iman is living every moment with that reality of Allah Ta'ala in your heart and guiding your actions. Iman is when this faith is guiding your actions. And if passions overtake you, that means that your desires were stronger than your Iman at that moment. And a good example of this is, for example, a smoker. I don't think there's a smoker on planet Earth that doesn't know intellectually that smoking is bad for them. So then the question is, why do they do it? I mean, do do they need more evidence? Do you need to give them more articles and books and proofs? Look, I, I, I swear, I promise, it's really bad for you. They know it's bad for them. So why are they doing it? Because their desires are overtaking, right? So it's not a question of intellectually being convinced. It's about whether that intellectual knowledge, whether those facts apply to your behavior. That's Iman. So, when you are living with the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala in the presence of your mind, and it's impacting your behavior, that's when your iman is strong. But, if you slip into evil, then that means your iman is weakening. And the more and more evil you do, the more and more your iman weakens to the point that you may know intellectually that something is haram, but you commit a major sin anyway, then your iman may be lifted entirely. In fact, subhanAllah, listen to these beautiful ahadith, they're very powerful. The Prophet says, "La yezni azani." That the one who commits zina or, or fornication is not a believer at the time of him doing this zina. And the thief is not a believer, he's not a mu'min at the time of committing theft. And the drinker of alcohol is not a mu'min at the time that he is drinking. These three are. They are major sins, right? So, and then the, then the Prophet says, Yet the gate of repentance is open thereafter. In other words, once he stops, then he can obviously turn back in Talbot. There's a Bukhari hadith. And there's an even more a super fascinating hadith in Abu Dawood, uh, authentic hadith. When a man is committing fornication, Faith departs from him and is uh, and uh, there is something like a canvas or roof over his head it 's as if it 's as if the Iman has like left him and is just hovering above him, subhanallah and then what is it? and then when he stops, when he quits that action, faith then returns back to him it 's as if it 's basically uh, what 's it called um, cognitive dissonance right there 's a term for it cognitive dissonance. you know something, but you 're acting in the complete opposite of your knowledge, right. So obviously when the person is stealing or drinking or committing zina, if you were to technically ask him, I need to quiz you. Is this haram? Yes, I know it's haram. But yes, I know I shouldn't be doing this. Yes, this is wrong. But my actions are not reflecting it. Why? Because my desire overtook my, that knowledge. So that means Iman has left. Iman has left him. But the moment that he starts applying his knowledge and living according to what he knows, which is so beautiful, because what does that mean? That the mu'min, the believer, is the one who is always doing the, what he knows to be right. You know, he's always behaving in a pattern. It's like, it's like you wake up every morning and think to yourself, what is the best thing I can be doing right now? If you do that thing, then that's, that's being a mu'min. And then if you go throughout your day, moment by moment, asking yourself, what is the best What is the best action I can take right now? And you see, it's, subhanAllah, it's so funny that I've seen so many motivational speakers. This is, this is what they teach you. they basically, they're teaching you iman. They're, they're, I mean, without all of the Islamic perspective, they're teaching you, you know, let's say if you're lacking motivation. There's, I remember one motivational speaker, they were saying, have like this, This I don't remember if it was called like the five second rule or something. This rule of saying to yourself, what's the best thing I can do? And then once you determine the best thing you can do, just count down to five. And then say, like, that." it's a way to psych yourself up. Because sometimes you're like, I know what I should be doing, but I don't want to do it, right? But you, once you determine I should be doing this, you say, okay, count to five and move into action. Get up and go, you know. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, go. And then you just do it. And if you make this a habit of every time you know what you should be doing, but you're not doing it, you kind of give yourself this little, you know, psychological... A boost where you give yourself a little countdown and you get right to it, and essentially that's what the mu'min is, thats who the mu'min is, the one who is always asking himself, "What is the best thing I should be doing right now? If I shouldn't be smoking, I won't smoke. If I shouldn't be committing zina, I won't do that. I'll always act in accordance with my best knowledge. And obviously, whenever, you're not perfect, so when you uh, slip away from that, uh, which is inevitable, that means your iman is, uh, you know, decreasing in that moment. Fascinating fact: uh, Did you know? Uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, he points out, rahimhullah, he points out the fact that throughout the Qur'an, you never find that Allah Ta'ala promises paradise for the Muslims. Allah Ta'ala always mentions the glad tidings of paradise for those who believe. Aladina Amanu or muminin So, subhanAllah, that's kind of scary. Because we always think to ourselves like, oh, the Muslim goes to heaven. Right, the Muslim goes to heaven. Well, if you're just, if you, if, if you know intellectually that Islam is correct, but you don't practice it to the point that iman is entering into your heart subhanallah what does that imply so uh, 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 for example allah ta'ala says ladina amanu wa give glad tidings to those who believe and do righteous deeds throughout the quran you find that the promises of paradise and the rivers under which uh, 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 the, 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 the gardens under which rivers flow these ayat they're all over the quran but you never find one being promised for thee. Muslims. You always find them for the mu'mineen, the Muhsinin, and so on and so forth, maybe salihin, etc. You know, Muttaqin, those who have taqwa, those who are righteous, those who are etc. etc. So many ayat, but you don't find it for uh, 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 the Muslims. So that's something to really think about, subhanAllah. So with that, inshallah ta'ala, I will close. And inshallah we're going to open it up for comments and questions.